Andrew Tuck, I'm in the pod closet. Used to get hot in the pod closet, now kind of chilly out. Not so hot. Yeah, not so hot. We got about a foot of snow in Calgary here. Like, it's kind of nice sitting in the pod closet. Just keep it Ooh, warm. I bought it. Right? Speaking of foot of snow, I had a big adventure on the weekend. Bought a new snow shovel. Put it up on my Instagram. Got a lot of feedback. People were interested. <laughs> I figured you were going to buy a snowblower. Hey? No, I thought about it, but I just, my driveway's not that big, and they're so noisy, and it just seems like a douchey thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the moment I can't shovel the walk, I think, is when I got to move into an apartment, right? That's the Yeah, that's the really, at this point, I'm getting so little physical <laughs> exercise that if I were to buy a snowblower, like, come on, I, I got to get out there and shovel. It's the least <laughs> I could do. You could buy a snowblower, push it around to your rascal. <laughs> yes, nice. But I, I wanted to let you know, I bought a big aluminum snow shovel a la the creepy old dude in Home Alone. So watch oh, out, wet bandits. You went old school, hey? Yeah. Are you going to have a big uh, garbage can full of salt? Well, not a second one, no. The one I have is already <laughs> fine for other reasons that we don't need to get oh, into. Talk and tell you what, it's Monday, and everybody knows this about me. I fucking hu- I hate Mondays. Love lasagna. Ooh, okay, baby, Garfield. I love good lasagna. Oh, you're right. No, that is not me. That is it's the Garfield. fictional cat, Garfield. It's Garfield Often cat. I get us confused. You, you know? know, if I'm going to be honest, like if we're that comic strip, you're Garfield and I'm Odie for sure. Like, uh, I was going to say you were John, actually. What? And I'm Garfield. John's kind of a door. Oh. Well, no, I Odie's. Oh, I would think you'd be happier to be John than like you're the you're the the straight man to my wacky guy, right? Oh, I'm your Tim Meadows? I'll take that all day, yeah. I'll yeah, take there you that. go. Um, what is this? Oh, well, it's a podcast, right? And it's Did a... you just ask that question to yourself and then answer it? Are you, you're you pretty good at the podcast these days, but you might want to rethink that segue. All right. Well, what are we doing? In, what, what are we doing? In... <laughs> Not, it's a Monday, man. I hate Mondays. Just kidding. Um, what are we doing on a Monday? We're doing a podcast. What podcast is it? It's Tuck and Roll's podcast. It's a movie podcast by a guy that likes movies. That's me. And a movie guy. That's you. That's right. It's the Tuck and Roll's podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at Tuck and Rolls. Twitter, the same. And if you want to leave a listener voicemail, anchor.fm slash Tuck and Rolls. And this week, we got a listener voicemail from a none under, none, none under, none under, whatever. <laughs> good enough. I'm keeping it. Then our good friend and listener, Jason. So here you go. Hey, Tuck and Rolls, I wanted to get your opinion on a hypothetical. If the next installment of a major film franchise had to be directed by the Pope, um, what movie franchise would you give His Holiness to direct? Thanks. Love you guys a lot. Ape strong together. Now, that is a great question from Jason. I First of all, I've never thought about what I would ask the Pope to direct, but now it's all I can think about. <laughs> Yeah, like it's definitely been occupying my thoughts since I listened to voicemail. Um, I don't know. It's an easy one for me. You you got an easy. Yo, it was instant, instant to the top of my mind. I know exactly what the answer is. I was gonna say Fast and Furious, but I don't think Ah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Fast and Furious for a simple, simple reason. Last week, Vin announced Diesel, Vin Diesel, of course. They're Mr. only going to make Mr. two Diesel. more after nine. Mr. Diesel, that's right. They're only going to make two more and then end the series. So I've only got three more unwatched Fast and Furiouses in my lifetime unless somebody directs more. The Pope, I don't care. Give me more Fast and Furious. That's the only thing I wanted. Well, my second thought was a Mission Impossible, but they went to the Vatican, so that's got to be disrespectful. So he's got to be pissed about that, right? 
Yeah, I think so, Ethan Hunt is on bad terms with the Vatican. Yeah, not not in touch with the guy who's in touch with the big guy allegedly. So, um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a. I think we could both agree. Fast and the Furious, <laughs> Pope edition. Pope edition. Uh, yes, too fast, too Pope. <laughs> no, no it's too starring, Pope, too furious. <laughs> too Pope's too furious, starring Jude Law and Vin Diesel or whatever. Uh. No, it's, it's Anthony Hopkins and yeah. Oh man. Tale of Two Popes. So, that's enough Pope jokes. Yeah. I mean, look, if they come to me, they come to me. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You can't tell me how to do this. You can't limit art. <laughs> really testing the the new technique I have for expletives. They eh? just. I think I'm also pope, really pope. testing the definition of art. <laughs> yeah. What? No. Art is uh, subjective. I think we defined that in episode three. When I dis when I disagreed with you and my opinion was right and you said, Hey, you can't tell me I'm wrong, art is subjective and I said, This is bullshit. Yeah. No, but now this isn't surprisingly a Christianity based podcast. Uh this is, however, a movie based podcast. And I do want to know, Tuck, uh did you watch any movies since last episode, bud? I watched a few, yeah. Um I watched the new Borat. Uh, my, wife. my wife. So so happy I can do that again. <laughs> It uh, it was really good. Like it was really funny, really smart. I can remember. So uh, remember, like one episode that we scrubbed, we did a movie from a genre that you hate. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna, I picked Observant Report or movie from a movie that you hate from a genre that you love. Anyway, I was gonna, I picked Observant Report, but I was gonna pick Borat because I, looking back on it, I kind of didn't like the first Borat from what I remembered. Like it was that I, I can get uncomfortable with that awkward humor. I'm actually in the same boat. I only watched it whenever it first came out. I haven't ever watched it again, but I remember really disliking it. Yeah, and I I just like felt uneasy about it. And then like I did some reading on it, and Kazakhstan actually said, okay, like we we didn't weren't the biggest fans of it, but you know, no press is bad press. And then this one kind of it feeds right into that, and it does a really good job, and it addresses some very important issues in a very funny way. And I think, yeah, I thought it was better than the first one, which is rare. So it's The Godfather Part 2. I have not seen this second one yet. However, I do have a lot of respect for Sasha Baron Cohen. I think he is really, really funny. And what he's really good at is, you know, he he plays characters that, on the surface, somewhat offensive, honestly. They're stereotypes, right? And they're kind of offensive stereotypes. But if you ever listen to him talk about it, he's a really uh, uh, smart guy with a lot of sympathy and compassion. He's not playing these kind of harsh stereotypes to poke fun. What he says, he's like, I'm playing these characters that sort of aren't good. They're they're not good things. They're, they're somewhat hurtful. But he says, I'm doing it because being those characters allows me to get close to people that in their real everyday life, not playing characters are like that, are those bad things, you know, yeah. racists and and you know in this new one i'm pretty sure it's pretty political but i haven't seen it so that kind of thing and that dro- they drop their guard because of my character and i'm putting them on blast so you know i that's why i'm doing it and and i think he by the sounds of what i've heard about the second one it's pretty successful yeah it was it was very well done so he did that um I think it was This Is America or something where he plays a Jewish, a very stereotypical Jewish reporter. The interview one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually Israel said, like, a lot of feedback coming out of Israel was, no, he kind of nailed it. Like, all of the manner, all of the mannerisms he has, like, they all know somebody like that. And it was kind of funny. Like, the, in, in general, they were just kind of, this is the article I read. Not, I, I don't talk to Israel. But, yeah, this is the article that I read that said... Hmm. 
the feedback was generally positive. Like, yeah, he kind of nailed it. It's pretty funny. So he does that. I also watched Trials of Chicago 7, which he's in. Oh, so, yeah. Did you like it? I liked I it. Di- I did. I'll say this. I like Aaron Sorkin because I think he's very smart and I think he's a very good writer. Um, I didn't. There was a little bit of a, like, I kind of got lost in the timeline on this one, even though it's not very difficult. It's just like. It, it's no interstellar. It, no, it jumps around. Yeah, jumps around. Um, but no, I, I thought it was very good. Yeah, it's very well acted. It's an interesting story too. Like you read up on where these guys are now and what happened to them and, and kind of, um, it, yeah, it puts things in perspective for sure. Great. Hey, you know, speaking of Borat, a fake documentary, I watched a real documentary, um, Whoa. totally under control. Oh, did you watch that? Uh, yes. And, uh, man, I'm starting to think maybe this Trump guy doesn't know what he's doing. Let me tell you. So how was the, uh, production value behind it is it good oh very good i mean it's by i can't remember the guy's name but i think he's the same guy who did uh the one about scientology going clear or whatever and then i think he also maybe did uh enron smartest guys in the room uh he's really good at documentary filmmaking is what i'm saying so it was it was quite good nice okay that's on netflix isn't it uh, i believe it's amazon prime mm, right no way to know moving mm. on you said you watched like uh, a few, one more. You got one more. No pressure. No pressure. Oh, no, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I watched uh, Hellboy two again for no reason. <laughs> nice. Hey, did no. you watch that Hellboy remake with David Harbor? I watched. Yeah, because I really like Hellboy as a character. Actually, I really like the. Um, like, if you read some of Mike Mignola's work, I like. I like it because it focuses a lot. The comic book focuses a lot on the visual aspect of it. it doesn't. It's not a lot of words. It's not like a. Like, Watchmen is very word-heavy, right, if you read the comic book Watchmen. But this one, like, it's mostly pictures, and it, they're very unique visually. So I really and like that's Hellboy great for me, because you know I hate words. A lot of I words? Know. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's not a lot of words. But yeah, and the first Hellboy, which was Guillermo del Toro, right? Who? Uh, the first two were Guillermo, yeah. I believe. Yeah. First one for sure, 100%. First one for, was, and then the second one definitely was, because it was after Pan's Labyrinth, so he's got all those crazy characters and things like that. So I don't know, like I, I remember not liking it at first because it did some really dumb things, but I liked it more the second time I watched it. But yeah. Uh, they're very much, both Hellboy and Hellboy 2, the Golden Circle? Army. The Golden Army, so Golden Circle is, Golden Circle, Golden Circle is uh, Kingsman. Sure, you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, both those two Hellboys are very much like comic book movies, not trying to be other than a comic book movie. You know, you see the new, the new DC Justice Leagues and Aquamans or whatever, and they're like, well, we want to do a comic book movie, but we don't want it to be too comic booky. Yeah, you know, we want it to be real and grounded and gritty. And Guillermo just did those two movies. And he's like, no, comic books are like visually striking, and and you know, a comic book panel really jumps out at you in certain ways. And he made movies that really reflected that. So they're not yeah. everybody's cup of tea for sure, uh, but they're so much fun. I really like them. Love Guillermo. Because it, it was Dark Horse. It's Dark Horse that does um, Hellboy. They're like a an offshoot kind of not DC, not Marvel, like Vertigo or whatever. And they, um, yeah, that's their point is they're like, we're going to make comic book heroes, but we're, they're not going to be, um, like the typical Superman, Batman kind of things. Uh, Umbrella Academy is also dark horse. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And written by uh Gerard way from my chemical romance. Nice. Yeah. Hey, so that Hellboy remake, uh, real bad. Um, I love yeah. David Harbour, and I honestly think he's a pretty good Hellboy, but he wasn't given anything really good to do. No, and, it was uh, disappointing. And, yeah, end result, yeah. not super great. 
I remember watching, I think I watched that right when we started the podcast, but yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about, we're not here to talk about not great things. What are we here to talk about, Ryan? Movies. I think we already did that. Are we doing a no, second no. intro? No, no. It's going to pitch to our guest. Oh, we do have a guest. That's right. We, um, <laughs> look, we've done a lot of market research and what we hear from our listeners is they don't like us very much and they would prefer it if we had other people on to take up as much airtime as possible. Um, and so we're just going to stick to that by bringing on uh, yet another friend and listener because we don't quite understand how to get people on yet that aren't friends and or listeners. We're learning. Uh, and that's my friend Kayla. Kayla, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Living the damn dream. Yeah. You know, it'd be a lot better if it wasn't Monday, though. Let me tell you that. That's fair. I'd be a lot better if you didn't make it sound like we were all last resorts for your podcast. Well, yeah, well, like Ryan. No, last resort is we have no guest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Th- it's fair just enough. us talking to fair each enough. other. So, like, we have this thing, uh, like, we got the Segway King on the podcast. We've kind of dropped it, but, like, Ryan is a continual Segway King. As far as, like, guest intros go, I am definitely way better. I'm just going to say it. Like, <laughs> Ryan's like, yeah, this person just wanted to come on, so whatever. It's my friend, Kayla. <laughs> oh, cool. Welcome what, to the podcast. How is that really any different than what you say? <laughs> because you got to pump their tires a bit. Like, she's she's amazing. She interacts with us all the time on Instagram. She has very good opinions. She challenges I mean, our she opinions. she has opinions. I have very good They're opinions. Good opinions. <laughs> um, but more importantly, because it's Monday, i got to bring this up. How's your fantasy football team doing this week, Kayla? Um, actually, really, really well. Thank you. Nice. Guys, I got to go do this, literally this is anything the... else. How long are you going to take to do this? <laughs> this is what, Ryan, this is how it feels when you talk about Dungeons and Dragons with my this brother in law. <laughs> this is the first week that I've won since the thing started. Nice. That's, uh, well, congrats. Yeah, congrats thank on the you. big W. Uh, I went 2 0. Tyler Lockett got me 53 points this week. So. Oh, yeah, you had a big week. I don't know a lot about fantasy football, but I do know a lot about fantasy in general. How many spell slots does your team have? <laughs> Six? I think she's on <laughs> three wide Okay, good. Have good. you thought about just casting Magic Missile on the other team? Uh, No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Give it a shot. See what happens. There are a lot of teams. <laughs> oh, st- <laughs> I'm going to drive to Edmonton and stuff you in a locker, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, oh. Uh, listeners, you might remember Kayla from oh, uh, the no. time that she left us, the saltiest <laughs> voicemail we've ever received, where she just... Basically, the she, I've never heard anybody hate anything as much as Kayla hates Tom Cruise. Pod favorite, Thomas Cruise. She hates him. Unbelievable. Does his own stunts, Tom Cruise. You know, a lot Does of people do their own stunts. Going to space. <sighs> You hate him because you think he only ever is just Tom Cruise in different movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think the same could be said for a lot of actors, but it, it it works when it does work within the context of the movie. If you took Tom Cruise and you asked him to star in a movie that is, you know, a Pride and Preju- Prejudice style movie, oh, and you wanted him to play one of those characters, for sure, that would be a fail because he just is Tom Cruise. Well, he was the vampire. That was pretty good. Interview with the I vampire. disagree. I don't like. That I don't movie, think he's but... had a good movie since then. But here's the thing: is I don't wow. think he was good wow. in that movie. I still think he was Tom Cruise, but the movie itself was good. Right. So, but what I'm saying is, yes, I agree with you that he is just kind of the same guy in each of these movies. But when the movie works for that character, it works. The critic actually argued with you the most on this one. Yeah, he did. 
Because he said, like, yeah, we didn't really give it a good argument because we were just picking most recent Tom Cruise Mission Impossibles, which, fair. Like, he's just full Tom Cruise because he leaned into it, and that's, like, it's like the way the Fast and the Furious franchise went. It just went more ridiculous as the movies went on, and Tom Cruise has just become more Tom Cruise as the movies went on. But if you look at a movie like Jerry Maguire or Cocktail or Days of Thunder, like, he's not he's not Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder. He's racing. Cold Trickle. He's Cold Trickle. Totally different. Robin. <laughs> He didn't hit you. He rubbed you. Robin's now, t- racing. To be fair, I have not seen those movies, but I've seen yeah. things uh, like The Firm and Vanilla Sky, Eyes oh. Wide Shut, all of that kind of stuff. Obviously not great movies. The Firm is apparently held in high regard. Yeah. But I just don't see the, you know, it, to me, I mean, it's the same as saying like Bradley Cooper is a super talented actor. It makes me very frustrated when they say that too. But at least he's a decent human outside of acting. I mean, I don't know. You saw the the damn it. What's the one with him and Gaga? That one, that remake. Oh, Starsborn. Yeah, you saw that, and you're telling me he's not a good actor. That oh boy, that movie made me cry a bunch. I yeah. cried a bunch too, just because it's the writing though. Like the way I look at it is, if you could stick anyone else in that role and be like, yeah. I could be happy with anyone, then they have not impressed me. No, see, I, think I disagree. That's tough, though, because you could do that with 95% of movies, probably. Mm, I think that some people make it... Well, I mean, and you look at A Star is Born, and that's, it's that's what, the third or fourth remake of it, so... Third, at least. Yeah. I'm not going to say Bradley Cooper's, like, a super good actor, but I'm going to say he's good, because, like... Yeah, I think he's better than tom cruise which obviously you know is that bar is very yeah. low in my mind it's like a it's like a two out of ten like i yeah, don't know i think bradley cooper's like a six okay oh yeah that's a fair because i would say like you look at somebody like sam worthington yeah i don't think he's a good actor because even no. if he's given a really good script he still messes it up like avatar he was given everything and he was fine in it and then well, he and went I think, into. I think the difference between those two is that you know Tom Cruise is given these roles that are written for Tom Cruise. So yeah, I mean, because you he's look reached at, that you know, point. A, a a good example would be like Catherine Heigl. She is given the same role all the time, so you can't well, say not anymore because she got booted out of Hollywood for being bad yeah. at her job. The way that I look at it, and like in <laughs> comparing, and I'm looking kind of mainly at action stars Dwayne Johnson would be like my anti Tom Cruise DJ my man yeah he's great he's funny he does action he plays the same character every time for I would say for a majority of his movies he is basically just playing the same character so now your argument is starting to get a little softer very true but the reason that I hate Tom Cruise is that you look at someone like Dwayne Johnson and similar kind of kind of roles um, except that he doesn't take himself too seriously, whereas I feel like Tom Cruise is like, I'm the best that's ever been created. I okay. should be given every opportunity abound, but I will stick to this because I know I can make millions and millions of dollars. Okay, here's and also, I'm actually, wait, Ryan, Dwayne I Johnson is a good person. Are you anthropomorphizing Tom Cruise right now? I think <laughs> you're giving you're... him human emotions. <laughs> yeah, you're putting no, human emotions on him. Look, I we do. Don't know okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I got to I gotta respond to that. I, Kayla, I do have to respond to that. You don't know, just clear it up for our podcast listeners. Do you personally know Tom Cruise? No. Okay, so neither do I. So I don't think it's fair for you to, you just uh, subscribe, uh, uh, ascribed a bunch of emotions to him. You assigned a bunch of emotions yeah. to him that I don't think there's any way for you to know that he has or doesn't have. You know, saying I'm the best and I think this and I get this and I deserve this. You don't know that any of that is the case. 
I also think that if I'm picking, if I'm picking between the two, I'm picking Rock over Tom Cruise. Like yeah. I get your point there, and I do. But I'm but just, your argument. I'm just of... trying to get the to the root of your Tom Cruise hatred. And yeah. if it's because you think he expresses those emotions, okay. But we need to take it a step further because we know that you don't know that he expresses those emotions. In fact, by every anecdotal account I've heard. He takes a really good care of the, the, the crew and the movie sets. He wants, you know, them to all be taken care of. He understands that he can't do the movie without him. Like, he seems like, other than the Scientology, which is very bad. And he was kind of a piece of shit to Katie Holmes. Yeah, and the For abuse. sure, that's all looped into the Scientology. But when it comes to his movies and making those movies, he seems to be good. I just feel like the way that people defend him and jump to, <laughs> like you know, Ryan. oh, he does his own stunts. He learns all this stuff and... You know, a lot of people learn how to fly helicopters. They're not given millions of dollars and given roles because of it. I don't know. There are a lot of people he's in an Hollywood. Actor. That's that... the job. So that's okay. not the job, though. Is he's and I agree with you that he is going above and beyond. But when you look at people like Dwayne Johnson, um, Charlize Theron, Daniel Craig, all of these other people that do their own stunts. It's not as big of a deal in Hollywood, but for some reason, Tom Cruise is toted as this like beacon of, look at this cool thing he's doing next, when Charlize Theron can go from doing her own stunts in Mad Max to um, playing Eileen Warnos in Monster. I mean, you know, flip-flop back and forth, but... I think that's just as impressive. Just as impressive. I don't I don't think that what Tom when Tom does a stunt, it's any more impressive than when Charlize does a but stunt. But Charlize well, Theron can actually act. So I, I think to your point, yeah, Tom Cruise does get a lot more Hollywood hype. Like I think The Rock gets more now, and that's I think well more uh, more deserved. Daniel Craig's in the unfortunate position where he's been James Bond. So he's been typecast as that. Like if you watch him in Layer Cake, he's phenomenal. That's how I knew he was going to yeah. be a good James Bond because of that movie. Charlize Theron, I think she falls victim to the fact that, not victim, I think it's because she's a woman and that's a problem in Hollywood. I agree that I Charlize is a mean, problem in the world. Yeah, Yeah, sure. it is a general problem. But like, I mean, Olivia Munn did her own stunts in Apocalypse too, and that was never talked about. <laughs> Well, I mean, in defense of not talking about that, that movie sucks so Oh, no, that's bad. fair. No one wanted to talk about it in general. That's No, I think I not talking about Charlize Theron is a fair one because, like, I watched um, Old Guard or whatever, and she's yeah. phenomenal in that. She's amazing in Mad Max. Like, she's good in everything she does. Like, yeah. she doesn't make bad 100%. movies. So the fact that, yeah, like, the fact that she doesn't get as much hype as Tom Cruise is probably a fair argument. But to say that The Rock getting Rock gets more hype, and The Rock does play The Rock in every movie. Yeah. He just plays... Hey, look, it's The Rock as a hockey player, but he's really the tooth fairy. Hey, look, it's The Rock in the Waste of That was the mountain. first rock movie on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy shit. But like, There's actually an interesting, uh, if we can quickly talk uh, about sure. DJ for a sec, uh, friend of the pod, Dwayne Always. The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Always. Um, when he transitioned from uh, wrestling to acting, he was just getting roles like um, a Scorpion King and Walking Tall, like Big Tough Guy, right? And Walking Tall is such a good movie. By I fucking way. love anyway. Walking Tall. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. Scorpion King's bad. Walking so Tall good. rules. And and he didn't want to be typecast like that, right? So he tried to break out, and so he did things like uh, like Be Cool, you know, uh, That's where a he good was movie too. Yes, exactly. And Throw so he back. was, tr- yeah, he was trying to say, I don't want to be typecast as the big tough WWE guy, so I'm going to try to do different things. And frankly, he was he was failing in Hollywood. It wasn't working for him. So then they pivoted. He had a talk with his agent, and they said, like, how do we get out of this? If I'm being typecast as 
big tough guy. Like, what what do we do? And literally their decision was be the biggest, toughest fucking guy in the game. Just go, just go full tilt. And that's when he really started to go big, right? Just get huge, start doing things like Hercules, et cetera. Moana. (laughs) No, but, but you're getting ahead of it, right? So then, then he became that biggest, hugest guy, was always the big guy in all those movies, started getting the recognition and the power. And then once he had the hype, that's when he starts doing, okay, Moana. And I'm going to do Jumanji 2 where I, pretend to be Danny Glover the whole time or, or Danny DeVito, sorry. And um, now he can do those roles that he wasn't getting before and it works because he has cemented his status as big tough guy and he's got the hype and the hype train follows him. So now he can just do whatever he wants. And I think that's a really interesting uh, reversal. He's got a show coming out too on NBC, Young Rock. Well, and did oh, he do something about uh, like training for the military on TV too? Uh, I don't know him? about that. He did the Titan Games, which is kind of yeah. like a American Gladiator stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It's awesome. And then, um, yeah, no, he's got that tequila, which you can't get in Canada yet. But you, I you... look up probably once every two weeks. I look on the AGLC website to see if I can get Terra Mata <laughs> oh. yet. I want that tequila so far. And I don't even like tequila. You best that's believe. That's the hype of this man. That's going to be the drink of the podcast as soon as it comes to Canada. Oh, absolutely. Gonna We're going to have a Terra Mata episode? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. What if... well, maybe he'll give us a retweet. Yeah, what if he becomes like a sponsor? <laughs> Not oh, <possible>. man. <laughs> I'd quit. Dream I'd big. Quit. Dream big. David Spade liked one of our tweets once and I was ready to quit. I was like, that's oh, this is cool. cool. <laughs> Judd Apatow responded to a tweet I tweeted once. It was the highlight of my life. That's a good feeling. What was the tweet? Well, I joined Twitter so that I could get out to Seth Rogen because I love him. Um, but I tweeted and asked if he uh, pays his daughters for their movie roles like a regular actor or if it's putting good some question. trust fund. I don't remember what his answer was because I was just too excited that he actually responded. In, in California, there is actually now laws based around child actors in movies and uh, the the law states that like a certain amount has to be put in like a trust fund like you can pay their agents or whatever and certain amount of it whatever but a certain so- uh, percentage always goes into a trust fund for when they're an adult because too many uh, child actors were getting like ripped off by their gross parents yeah it's almost huh. like they didn't have proper support growing up or something Oh yeah, <laughs> too sad. You so Seth Rogen is the same, falls victim to the same thing that Tom Cruise does. He plays the same role in every movie. Um, it's I different. Disagree. <laughs> it's different because it's a comedy, so it works. Like, have you seen Take This Waltz? No. Yeah. Um. Okay. I I would argue. Okay, fair enough. He's he's okay. No, no. I think Tuck's right. I think that well, you know, if we broke it down movie by movie, there's probably the same amount of Seth movies as Tom movies where you could say, well, that's not really the same guy. But he did it reverse. Like Tom kind of didn't wasn't Tom at the beginning, and then okay, I see Tom. it. Yeah. And Seth Rogen was just Seth Rogen for the first ten movies. Seth and then Rogen now and he's... Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared, though. Well, but now he's doing like now he did like Fifty Fifty, and he did um, yeah. Long Shot. And I love Longshot was so good. Longshot was a delight, just We're a go- delight. Hey, I've Charlie's got an interesting shout out. I've got an interesting yeah. question for the pod. You know, we're talking about how Tom has become Tom. I mean, we're friends. We call him Tom. Uh, has Mr. become Cruise. so big that to Kayla's point, he doesn't need to act. He's just being Tom Cruise and he's doing these movies. Yeah. What do you define? At, what do you think his job is at these movies? What's his job? To show up, fly a helicopter. No, but I mean, like, is his job to would you define it as well? He's an actor, so his so, job is to give me the best performance in the role. I think he's the, the prototypical role. action star, but I just don't think that he does. 
And here's the thing, and I said this in my sassy voicemail, is, you know, you look at things like Tropic Thunder, (laughs) sassy voicemail, uh, as Tropic Thunder and uh, Rock of Ages. And he's something very different in those, and I didn't hate watching it. Um, I loved Rock of Ages. But I think, yeah, but I think it is, he's very much just, he's an action star, and that's fine. I just think he's a bad person outside, so I just don't like when bad people are millionaires. That's that's totally fair. I yeah. agree with you. I don't like that either. I just don't now, like him but, as a human being. So then when I see that he's in, you know, Mission Impossible 20, I just get really frustrated. And I'm like, but there are really good actors that can do action. You know, I will shout out to your boy, Chris Pine. <laughs> he can do both. The best Chris. Get you, a, get you a Chris that can do both. Now, he see, this is what I'm saying, though. You just said And a Tom better... that can do both. Tom Holland. My boy, Tom Holland, can do both. Oh, he was in something I just watched. He's really good. And everything. Oh, devil all the time. Kayla, a point that you just made in that uh, before you, when you when you recommended Chris, you said, "Hey, there's people that can act better than Tom that can do the action, right?" And that's the point I'm trying to make is, you're saying, "Well, his job is to act, and he's not that good at it." I'm disagreeing with you. I think the star of a Hollywood's movie, Hollywood movie, I think their their job is put butts in seats, get people to watch that movie. No, that's fair. And that is I. I Hardly yeah. anybody can do it better. How I survive. <laughs> Your argument falls apart. Like My argument? They... Me? Yeah. You're talking about me? You're talking about my yeah. argument? Well, two things. So I would argue that Tom Cruise's job right now, because it's, it's in this weird state where like he's in Mission Impossible 20. It's not. It's like six, seven, seven. But Ethan Hunt is Tom Cruise now. Like, they're the same person. So he doesn't have to act because he's played that role so many times. Just like when you look at Matthew Perry, he's Chandler Bing, which he hates. But that's kind of, that's the association there. Association there. That's why Jeremy Piven, after Entourage, left and did uh, that show about the department and department store. And he did a bunch of other things that were completely away from Ari Gold because he's like, I need to get the, I need to get this reputation off my back. Like, yeah, this pays, this paid the bills and this was a great role. But like Tom Cruise just takes these roles where he can just be Ethan Hunt in different movies. So I don't think Tom Cruise takes roles. I think no, Tom I think... Cruise says, oh, yeah. I want to do this. And then people make a movie around it because that will make money for and, them. And they just write it, it Ethan Hunt. Like that's what they do. Yeah. So it was a that blank movie that check we... for Ethan Hunt. <laughs> I see. I disagree with this. Like, I, I, I still think he's not like he's not really getting too far from Tom Cruise in any movie. But I mean, Ethan Hunt and the guy he plays in Oblivion are not the same character. And, and an argument can be sure. can't be made that, uh, of such. He plays, you know, is is he's not a character actor, so he's never going to be doing anything insane. He's no Philip Seymour Hoffman, but that's not what his job is. His he's job no is Nathan to play. Fillion. Is not no character actor. <laughs> not a character actor. His job isn't to do that. His job is to play pretty run of the mill, pretty on the track, same as usual guy. Get butts and seats, do the action, be charismatic, and he, and he does, does all really those well. Things. Yeah, he does really well. Um, now, is he also in a weird cult? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Is he also emotionally and potential? Never mind, emotionally abusive. I won't go further than that. I mean, allegedly, yes. <laughs> A hundred percent. Is he also going to film a movie in space for the first time ever? Hell yes. So, I mean, is he really? it makes me so sad that it wasn't a more talented actor that got to do that. I don't want to see a talented. What do I want to see? Fucking. I can't think of any talented actors now. <laughs> Phil, oh, there are, yeah, there are so many. What about Tim Curry? 
because he's still alive, right? Oh, yeah. Slight correction from last episode. Me and Matt told um, Tuck that Tim Curry was dead, but he is apparently not dead. Oh, yeah, no. because I was talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I didn't like Pennywise the first time around. I didn't like him the second time around, but I'll take it. And he was, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, Tim Curry. And Ryan was like, oh, rest in peace. You're going to get haunted by Tim Curry. I was like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. I will say, uh, Bill Skarsgård, the best looking Skarsgård. Uh, wow. You mean so it? Wrong. Yeah. Like, the guy that plays it I is mean, the best looking Skarsgård? I mean, not it, but... That's uh, wrong. It's the tall blonde one. Nah. Yeah, it's the one that was in True Blood. Yeah, hell yeah. Eric. You know, That's I never saw hell. True Blood, but it's the same one Ooh, that was in Big Little Lies, show. right? Uh, I believe so. I don't know. Yeah. He's just nah. a really tall, handsome, Nordic-looking motherfucker. Like He's, he's just... extremely Nordic. He's Swedish. Yeah. Um, there's uh, uh, maybe it's GQ or Esquire. Somebody does a YouTube series where they have um, different foreign celebrities come on and do like give, give you a translation of slang in their country and like kind of what it means. And it's very entertaining. And the one with that Skarsgård, whose first name I cannot remember for the life of me. Alexander? Yeah, it's Alexander Skarsgård. Mm. Thank you. He's doing like his nice. Swedish slang where he's like, and the sayings, because you translate them to English, are so weird. And like I, you know, he's like, there's owls in the trees and stuff like that. And he explains what that slang term means. And like, I, I highly recommend our. We should tweet this video out for. Yeah, Twitter. I'll find it later and yeah. I'll and I'll tweet it out. It's really entertaining. From the from the company account, okay. Company, yeah. I don't think we get to qualify as a company. <laughs> Not yet. We just gotta keep saying <laughs> it, and then we'll yet. start making money. Okay, I want to pivot this a bit because I do want to talk about something that you have an intimate knowledge of, and that's a theater. Yes. True or false, you do work in a theater. True. That's to amazing. To clarify, this is a movie theater, not like stage. Yes. Though that'd be cool too. Like we could yeah, talk about Yeah, that would be very th- cool. I would have said the theater. The if theater. I would have talked about it. Not, not the theater. The <laughs> and, cinema. Um, things are going, business is great. Things are booming. We don't need to talk about the economics of the theater. I mean, this year has been better than Avatar year. So it's great. Nice. Kayla, how do you feel about the fact that in Australia, there's no butter on popcorn in movie theaters? It's not even an option. Good question. I mean, personally, I'm okay with it because I don't put butter on my popcorn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. um, But financial-wise, we make a lot of money that way, so. Mm -hmm. Now, also, um, this is a question I ask a lot of our listeners. Tuck uses those gross, like, dill pickle shaker packs on his popcorn. Salt and vinegar. Only salt and vinegar. I'll use ketchup sometimes, but that's oh, it. Oh, God, that's worse than salt and vinegar. You fucking animals. That's very, very Canadian of you. <laughs> it is very Canadian. Yeah. I'll give you that. How long have you worked in the theater business, Kayla? <laughs> 16 and a half years. Wow. Damn. Okay, what's the, uh, I guess, what's your favorite movie to show? What's been the one movie that you what's remember distinctly show? showing? No, I mean, like, like, I don't know. Is that a question that you ask people in the theater? Here's the thing is I have like a ranking of um, like type of guests. Oh, so, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. really good. All right. So um, by far the best guests that come are Star Wars guests because it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. Shut up my nerves. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I feel bad because I'm not a Star Wars fan at all. I have a lot of problems with Star Wars, but... Um, in terms of like, I don't like, know what Kayla, your problems are. At this point are, on the yeah. pod, my listeners are going to start wondering what don't you have problems yeah. with? <laughs> are you a Trekkie? Are you a Trekkie? No, but I, I I do like it better. But I don't really have a reason. No, yeah, I I think I just don't know Star Trek enough to have a real opinion other than it's just something I watch and somewhat enjoyed. I will argue that like 
the next generation does a better job of equal gender representation than the entire Star Wars franchise, even the new movies where the main main character is a woman. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Yeah. So much. And and the guests anyway. for Star Wars are just like in terms of people just genuinely excited for a cinematic experience, they're just they're just the best. Like okay. they're super friendly. Um, they dress up their kids and they bring them as like all the little, <laughs> and, and they dress up themselves too. I love somebody who puts a baby in a BB-8 costume. Oh my gosh. That's my it's, type of person. It's the best, honestly. And they, like, if something goes wrong, like I'll give you an example. We had a major malfunction with the last one. We were able to get it up on screen, but it was 2D instead of 3D. And they oh, were all God, just, the humanity. I know, but they were all just so happy to be there and you do that to an avengers fan and they will tear you apart it's awful i mean the the interesting thing is is there's clearly obviously a lot of crossover there now from my Uh, theater experience you don't think that there's a lot of crossover between avengers fans and star wars fans i do talking about no i do but i think that the avengers appeals to this might be a this might be a millennial versus gen x gen y kind of thing because star wars came out 1979 was the first one so you get that generation and then that's passed down, like kind of a uh, secondary thing. Whereas like the Avengers was, what did we talk about last week? 2000 was when Iron Man came out. No, 2003. Anyway, that was the start of that. So you get a lot of millennials that are loving the Avengers. So that could be an age thing. Like the majority of Avengers fans would be younger, I would think. Now, let me tell you, my theater time, I can tell you my worst type of theater guest, and it is a tie. Oh, I wonder if we have the same ones, Ryan? It's a tie between anybody who came to the theater to see FUBAR 2. Oh, I love FUBAR. The amount of people I had to kick out of the theater for drinking, and they'd be like, what are you doing? You can't th- kick me out of here. I paid for my ticket. This and is like, America. This is America. Yeah, it's a private business, man. You're drinking in public. There's, you know, you can't do that. Just, my dad's a fucking lawyer, buddy. And I'm like, I will okay, say. Just like, please leave. Whatever drug you Drug people nerd. love me. They are so nice to me when I kick them out. Anyway, carry on. Second worst type of theater guest is middle-aged people who don't check theater schedules and just show up at the theater, despite the fact that, like, everybody has a smartphone or a computer, etc. And they show up between the first set of showings and the next set of showings, so there's nothing starting for, like, an hour and a half, and then they're fucking pissed at you, and you'd be like, you, listen, you absolute donkey, you could (laughs) have just looked this up on your phone. What's your fucking problem? Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of jealous you guys both worked at a theater. I never worked in a theater. I worked at Red Lobster, so it wasn't as cool. Oh. Shout out Red Lobster. I worked there, too. I know. Equally as hard. Yeah. <laughs> do they actually kill the lobsters long. there, or do they oh, yeah. just... Oh. We, used to cut, we used to cut their elastics off and let them fight a bit before we threw them in the steamer. Uh, just to be clear, I want my listeners to know I never fucking did that because I'm not a psychopath. No, I like, mixed drinks. Uh, it was fine. It was uh, fine. Also, other than the lobsters... Other than that particular fresh lobster, literally everything else comes frozen, frozen and it's just yeah. reheated. Literally everything. Yeah. Doc, do you remember one time, I remember this very vividly, you were serving a very large table, a lot of people, and it was like already closed, and you put in all their, you were, we were, everybody was pissed that they came in that late anyways, and it was like 15 oh, people, yep. and you put in all the orders, and then as you were bringing out all the food, you realized you forgot to put in one of the orders, and the kitchen had already cleaned everything, and then had to make this whole table's orders, and then started cleaning again, so there's pretty much no way you could go back there and ask them to cook this one thing you forgot to put in, and they would literally kill you. 
and you just fucking put it on a plate and microwave it all, give it to the guest. No problems. That's the quality <laughs> of food we're dealing yes, with. They I didn't do. notice. I it's do, the same. Yeah. yeah, I did. I've done that a couple of times. We did that. Yeah, not not to bash Red Lobster, I guess. Don't come after us, Darden, but... Fuck Darden. That's why I got fired. <laughs> that's why I got fired. I remember the manager there, she was like, um, I'm like, why don't you just fire me? She's like, I can't fire you because you're good at your job, but you you are the worst employee we've ever had. I said, thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. So then I had to take three weeks off for my exams. I was like, okay, I need another week off because I got a big exam on Friday. They're like, wow, we can't give it to you. I said, I'm going to work here like five days a week in the summer. Just need another week. They're like, wow, sorry, we can't give you the time off. I was like, well, then I guess I quit. And they like, <laughs> they're like, handed me a paper and said, write your two weeks notice on here right now. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck that place. It's a good time. It's a good time. When I quit the movie theater, I gave the general manager a letter that said, it's not me, it's you. That's what I did at Red Lobster. Hey, hey, look <laughs> yeah. at that. Yeah. Remember when I found your cast file when I was going yes, through? Yes, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> uh, good it was Ryan's personal employee file? Yeah, because we were going through, like, no one had gone <laughs> through any uh, staff files at the building. And Unreal. So I was going through and getting rid of, because you have to keep everything for seven years. <sighs> So, it's good times. Okay, so what what is your least favorite type of guest coming to a theater? Okay, so... Oh, least favorite. There's... I mean, currently it's anti-maskers, but prior yeah, to... Yeah, current... The, COVID the, times, prior to the anti-maskers. Times. And I actually recently found out while I was on vacation, we, they had an anti-masker. And I guess he just was like, no, I'm going through, I'm going to order my concession and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what would you have done in that situation? And I, I said... Well, I would have gone into the theater and paused the movie, since we can do that now because it's digital, um, nice. and I would say, hey, we're just waiting for this guest to leave because he's refusing to wear a mask. Yeah, hell yeah, public shame. Oh, yeah, because everyone else is very good, but pre-COVID times, um, probably a tie. So as, as much as I was one of these children... Um, when we have 14A horror movies, so oh, like people bring their babies, Jesus. Fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Um, when you're like your uh your conjurings and your Annabelles and all of those kind of things. <laughs> Chuck's already scared. The like 12, 13 year olds <laughs> that try and sneak into those 14A mm, movies. Yeah. yeah. Respect. Never... Like I Wait. know we've all been there. I'm a hypocrite. Um, it's just really annoying to deal with. <laughs> Have you ever had two teenagers stack themselves on top of each other and wear a giant trench coat? Oh my god, I wish. I would totally <laughs> yeah, let them I would, in. I would sell them a ticket 100%. Oh, I would be yeah. like, you guys fucking rule. Here's your ticket. Yeah. Go oh my in. god. Actually, I'd be like, you know, thank you for making my entire career. Yeah. This is what I joined the theater business oh, to work man. towards. Tuck, it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, obviously, I've never had something tremendous like that happen. In the theater, in my experience, only bad things happen to you. Um, and one of those things is, so the difference between a rated R movie and an 18A movie. Rated R, you need an adult to go with you. If you're with your parents, you go to a rated R movie, fine. 18A, literally, legally, we cannot let you in the theater unless you are 18 or older. 
No, other way around. Other way around. Rated R is you have to be over the age of 18. And so anyways, one of them, it doesn't matter if you're with your parents. And the yeah. parents would always be so fucking angry with us. And it's like, buddy, you're argu- you're not arguing with me. These are like government standards. This is like screaming at me because your 12-year-old can't drive. Yeah, why are you taking your kid to a rated R movie? Like, yeah, pick I mean, a better you, show. You know, Dave Phillips let me rent whatever oh, yeah. I want from the video store. Yeah, so but like, that's I get the video it, but like, it's like, I don't make the rules. Watch Terminator 2 at home like a normal kid. Okay, so in terms of like the whole 18A rated R situation, uh, we have parts of the theater that serve alcohol that you don't have uh, or you can't have anyone under the age of 18 in. Um, and I was helping out at one of those theaters once and uh, this woman came up and she had her son who looked like maybe 16 uh, and they were trying to go to the the movie in the... 18 plus section and she's like well i'm i'm friends with two cops can i just phone them and they can tell you that he's 18 and i was like well no because i don't know who i'm talking to and this is a bar and they're like well it doesn't say online that we can't come in if we're under 18 and i said well it does because it says 18 plus and he's like well what if i call my boss at the bar that i work at and i was like still I don't know who I'm talking to, so... People are so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's... What? what? I don't have a 16-year-old, but my neighbors do. I would probably try and make this argument, because, like, I'm going to a movie, I just need a drink right now. Like, I just need a drink. I got a (laughs) 16-year-old kid. So, yeah, I would be fired from working at the theater. Um... Because I would let that 16-year-old kid in. But I I guess the the flip side, I mean, not really tied with... (laughs) I think so like the teenagers that try and get into 14A movies are annoying um, and they annoy the rest of the guests. So we have to like end up giving passes to people that were just annoyed by, you know, preteens. But I think the worst (laughs) people that come to movies are the ones that like attack 15 year old employees. Yeah, kids are the teenagers are teenagers. They're just doing what they do, you know, but the, the adults should know better. Yeah, forty-year-old man who's trying to bring his daughter to uh, one of the ones that really stands out was, you know, an, a a dad that was trying to bring his daughter to the Dark Knight, which was fourteen A, uh, not that it matters, but um, he showed up five minutes before showtime on opening Friday night, and obviously oh, probably it was tons sold of seats out. Left, right? What? What sold out? Yeah, what? yeah, That's it was crazy. super super sold out. Um, sold out actually, uh, a week and a half before it actually opened because that's a thing. So yeah, he showed up and he starts yelling at one of my employees, calling her an idiot and stuff like that. And then I kicked him out and it was really embarrassing for him in front of his daughter. It was a very satisfying moment for me. I, I like that story, but where I think you're wrong is I, I think for him to have been embarrassed, he needs to have understood how shame feels, and clearly a man like that never feels shame, and that's part of his fucking problem. This is true. Um, I'm still thinking about, oh, my friend's a cop. That's such a good line. I'm going to use that. Oh, uh, yeah. My, I'm, I'm allowed to speak. My friend's a cop. <laughs> Do you want to call my friend? Yeah. yeah. No. Just right? like hand a random business card that says cop on it. See if it works. Well, and they don't understand, like, when it's an 18A or a rated R movie, and you're like, well, I need an ID. They're like, well, I give them permission. I'm like, okay, but if you're trying to let your 16-year-old into a bar, the bouncer's not going to say that's okay. It depends Just because their bomb gives them permission. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. Grimshaw Grimshaw lets you in. Yeah, small town town shit like that happens all the time. 
I literally once when I here's a fun one Ryan bartended story. Uh, one time after shift, uh, me and the girl that were working, it was just like us and like four or five locals. And it was like a slow Friday night. Nobody was there. So we closed up and then we just like did our job and then sat around drinking with them. Probably <laughs> till like 4 a.m. Just, just way too much booze. And then they left or whatever. And then the next day I was like talking to my friend who was there. She was like, oh, I'm surprised you let so-and-so stick around. And I was like, what, why? And they're like, oh, because they're only 17. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't right. even know. Yeah, we're usually, like, honestly, like, I fucked around a lot when I bartended, but we we're pretty good about carding people and stuff because that's just such a, on the off it's chance you get thing. inspected. Yeah. Or, yeah, you get in a lot of trouble, right? So it's not like I did it intentionally. And the, the girl I work with was a local as well. She knows everybody in town, and she also was just like, I truly thought that person was 18. So, like, we fucked up so bad. I think it's a... Yeah, I think it's fine to fuck around at your job as long as you do it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to still do your job. You can have fun doing your job, but you can still fuck around at it. I insist on trying to have fun doing my job because, like, you know, we're all, none of us are going to make it out alive. So you might as well try to have some fun while make, you're here. What's that from? Nobody's going to make don't it know. out alive. That's a, just, that's a college movie or whatever. Like Van sure. Wilder or whatever. Okay, so I got a final question to wrap up. This kind of theater talk. This has been a great conversation by Michaela. Thank you for coming on. You've been fantastic guest, fantastic opinions. I'm going to give you like a bit of an outro here because Ryan, this is how you do an intro. Ryan, take some fucking notes. No. <laughs> so, just kidding. Just kidding, Ryan. I love you, buddy. I want our listeners to know that when they come on the podcast, I'm just going to be real with them. I'm not going to give them a bunch of BS fluff. No, you're like you're not a fluffer. I'm a fluffer. So. And, and I'm saying this because like, <laughs> Am I am I saying that what Tuck's saying is wrong about Kayla? No, she's delightful. She's great. I love her. However, I've known her for quite a number of years, and Tuck has never actually met her in real life, so all the things he's saying <laughs> are just BS that he's just fluffing. No, I think that... We've had a lot of good late-night conversations whilst I watch movies, and I need yeah. to talk to someone about them. Yeah, and I was there. I was there. You, yeah. <laughs> One, like, twice. Not but it was, you know, okay, it was so, after it was after eight thirty, so Ryan wasn't there. No, he wasn't. Funny, <laughs> all good. of your friends, know which is that. funny because it's nine twenty-two. I'm really proud of you, bud. <laughs> so, um, I did have a question: Is there a movie like? Because Ryan and I have discussed that. For me, it was Star Wars, and for Ryan, it was Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment in movies. So, do you have a movie? A Jurassic? We're gonna call them Jurassic Park moments because that. That scene when the dinosaur comes in, everybody's like, holy shit, this is why I love movies. Do you have that scene? Do you have a Jurassic Park moment? Yeah. And I, I have to say, I love that explanation of just the movie experience, the Jurassic Park moment. I love that. I think when I was like a kid, um, have have either of you seen Milo and Otis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Tuck, the cat and the pug. No, I haven't. Oh, man. Okay. I've seen, Homer, I've seen Homer Bound. That is also one of them. Similar vibes. But I think as a kid, Milo noticed was probably it. Uh, when Milo the, the cat was like drifting down the river and Otis was like, I have to save you. So that was like, oh, I'm hooked. Oh, yeah. That scene happens in Homer Bound, too. Yeah. 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 I think okay. the the main kind of like movie moment that directed me or i guess yeah the the 
quintessential Jurassic Park moment was actually Lord of the Rings. Oh. So I'm I'm never a, heard of it. Yeah, I know. Uh, so the, uh, New Zealand, <laughs> guy, you're right? so behind on the th- times. Yeah. My uh, like, I've always been a reader. That was my kind of thing, but oh, I was never really flex. in huge flex. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I Congrats. I didn't read Lord of the Rings before I saw the movie, and my dad had, and he had this old, uh, or he still has uh, this. Like, I don't know if they're a first edition or whatever, but they're they're an older copy of it, obviously. And he's like, oh, we have to go see this movie. And I was like, oh, dad, I don't want to. This is so lame. And then just like the opening credits, not even like it, it's just Gladriel's voice. And then just like the the opening. Oh, yeah. Title card. I just my mind was blown. And I was like, oh, this is going to influence me forever. Uh, so obviously I read the books and have watched the movies numerous times. I've read the books again and again. Uh, the Hobbit as well. I like Lord of the Rings better than The Hobbit, but I understand the importance of it all. Uh, so I would say Lord of the Rings Fellowship was my like movie moment. It's a good pick. Did you pick? Did you like the movies better than books? Uh, I, on par. I can't. I can't decide because when I read the books, there's more to the books. Yeah, he's exhausting. Tolkien's exhausting. See, yeah. I love description, so. <laughs> Everything that he kind of puts into it is like I, I just enjoy reading his words, but I think I, I yeah. think everything about the Lord of the Rings movies, the casting, the writing, um, the special effects, everything just brought it all together, with the exception obviously of that weird uh Legolas flipping up onto the Oliphant thing. Uh <laughs> That's the only part of the movie you have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I did you think The Hobbit needed to be three movies? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. That I yeah. I didn't see the second and third Hobbit movie. I haven't yeah. seen any of the Hobbit movies actually. I saw the They're first enjoyable one, but... and they bring yeah. in a lot of other like folklore stuff, but definitely didn't have to be three movies. I think I think this is the same thing as Game of Thrones. We talked about this on Walker's episode, so we can't give him any more listens because he's already number one but whoa that's that's behind baseball secrets there you're not supposed to give out that kind of information (laughs) oh shit well congrats walker i'm pumping your tires even though i've never met you too i'm just throwing up bullshit all over the place he lives like Um, three blocks away from me i can go grab him if you want uh big walker fact he bought new shoes this week. I'm in the yeah, loop. I get all I the hot I get Congrats all the hot the walker news. There, walker. What, a, but yeah, what a great guy. He said, like, the argument is is that the only reason that Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings are so good is because that the source material was so descriptive. And that's why comic books work, and that's why Sin City's so good, is because the description, you got a picture says a thousand words, so it's like, you know, 10,000 words a page. Am I right? Okay. Do you want to stick around for top three, Kayla? Uh, yeah, I do, but can I have, like, a three-minute break? Yes, because I need to pick the top three, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, shit. What are we going to do? Mm, i got to get my phone here. I found out today that I could use a VPN to sign up for a U.S.-only um, DC Universe. So um, for 8 bucks a month, I get unlimited comic books and um, digital comic books and like all the DC TV shows and movies streaming. So I read... 20 issues of mid-90s Green Lantern today. That's awesome. He's your number one, eh? Oh, yeah. What did I come in on here? (laughs) Don't worry. We're just talking about Green Lantern. Oh, okay. Green Lantern's pretty badass. I do... uh, I remember we had this Facebook group in university that was like, 
the Justice League of Felicity or something. Like it was so lame, and oh. <laughs> we uh, we like gave each other superhero ranks, and I got to the rank of Green Lantern, and I was very very proud of that for no particular reason. Um, okay, ready for top three? Yeah, yeah, you got it, bud. Kayla, do you you are in a fantasy football league, so you understand yeah. how a snake draft works? We did a snake draft for the first time this year. Uh, so yeah, really? I'm aware. You guys did. Also, I've listened to every episode of your podcast, so yes. <laughs> Huge flex. Is this? Um, thank you, by the way, for the lessons. We really appreciate it. The uh, you guys were doing just a straight up draft before, really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Okay. So snake draft works. What position would you like to go in for second or third? Second. Ooh. Okay. Interesting pick. Uh, Ryan, would you like to go first or third? I would like to go third, please. We're going to do top three movies from your childhood. Oh, no. Okay. I don't... This is vague. I don't even understand. Uh, I know. I thought of it off the cuff. So this is what we're going to do. It's like... A movie I watched when I was under a certain age or a movie that makes me think about being a child or... Like a movie that when you think back to being a kid, a movie that reminds you, like a movie that pops up. Three of those. So we're getting personal here, I guess. I guess I'm going first, right? Yeah, you uh, got it. All right. My number one pick is going to be um, Terminator 2. Dad yeah, let me watch it when it. I was six years old. And so eh, it makes me think of being a kid. It's great. Love Terminator sure. 2. Judgment Day. Best father I ever had was a machine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that movie rules. We talk about it probably every other episode. It fucking you know, rules. You know what a fun fact is, Ryan? Yes, tell me. We, we wouldn't have had those special effects if it wasn't for the abyss. Hey, wait, that's my fact. <laughs> you can't take my facts like that. These are just... <laughs> I just fact-cucked you. Fuck it, you're fact-cucked. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Okay, Kayla, what do you got? I mean, I think I have to go with Milo and Otis since I already mentioned it, but... You can do that, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, that was... uh. I think it gave me my love of cats and pugs and just... Do you own a pug? No, I wish. I have two cats. Poe and Olaf. Poe and Olaf. Uh, Actually, it's Poe House Cat Peterson and Olaf Olafson, but... Like Olaf after the snowman? No, just Olaf. Okay. I I believe the snowman is named after the cat. Yeah, I think... I believe that's true. Josh, uh, what's his name? Gad. Gad. Yeah, he does a bunch of musicals. He was in Book of Mormon, the original showing. But yeah. Correct. Uh, okay, it's up to me for two, two three, three round picks. Yeah, two that's picks, a normal yeah. way to say that. Two picks, yeah. Um, you might not believe me, but this truly is the, the first thing that popped in my head Die Hard. And okay. I, I don't know why, but my grandparents on my mom's side, who were not fun people by any means, like they're, you know, they're farmers <laughs> and they're like pretty serious and truly did not like me, I'm pretty sure, uh, had for some reason, Die Hard on VHS, which I watched a lot because there's nothing else to do on the farm. And there, uh, there's a scene in the beginning of Die Hard where um, one of the guys, like, breaks open a case at the reception desk and, like, takes a bunch of chocolate bars and, like, eats them. And I think one of them was, like, a Big Crunch. And at that point in Canada, we did not have a Big Crunch. And as a child, you know, you see candy at a movie and you're like, this looks like the best candy I've ever seen and I want it so bad. And I remember trying to describe to my dad, like, what this candy bar was and what I wanted. And, like, I just need this candy bar in my life. And it was, like, 
oh, what do I know? Well, it's a candy bar, and it's got a blue wrapper. And he ended up buying me a Big Turk, which oh, is Love bad. Big Turks. No, extremely bad. What? So bad. So as a child, I was yeah. Heart, yeah, isn't, heartbroken by this. Isn't the Big Turk the one with the gross, like, jelly the, stuff in the yeah. middle? Turkish, it's Turkish yeah. Delight. It's, it's Turkish gross. Delight in the middle, and it's delicious. No, Turkish love... Delight is the... Isn't that the one with, like, the almonds? No, no. Turkish Delight's like a... It's like a confectionery item that's oh. usually covered in icing, icing sugar, but it's that jelly. Like, that's that's what's in a Big Turk is Turkish Delight. I can't remember. There's a movie that they talk about Turkish Delight in, but yeah, anyway. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Is it? Yeah, the one wow. kid really wants Look it. Look at like that. That's, Ryan, <laughs> you are back, by the way. Yeah. There's been a few episodes where you've just stunted your movie on knowledge on me. It's been a few episodes since that happened because I've just been reading IMDb nonstop. Boom. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty disappointed by this. Um, and, you know, moving past the candy bar thing, Die Hard is sick. Uh, what and... was the candy bar you wanted? I think bar? it was just a big crunch, if memory serves. Yeah, but, yeah, it was, but yeah. we at that time I don't think we were able to get it in Canada, like as a child. Or maybe I just did a piss poor job explaining it because kids are fucking dumb. So who knows? Just had a rice crisp <laughs> like it was just a rice krispies and chocolate. Like that's such yes, a weak... which I mean honestly, next level combination. It's oh, it's, it's second to none show. to maybe peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, really? Rice krispies and chocolate? You think no. rice krispies is better? I think peanut butter and chocolate's better. Yes, agreed. That's what yeah. I meant. Did okay. I say it backwards? No, no, no. But I think that's not second. Like I don't think that's second. No, peanut butter and chocolate is number one. Rice Krispie and chocolate, probably number two. I think this is the thing we're going to disagree on most in the podcast. Uh, what's your th- What's your second pick? Uh, Mighty Ducks, probably the second one. Oh. And for oh. me as well, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the Mighty Ducks trilogy, Mighty Ducks are Christmas movies to me. For yeah. no reason I can really remember or understand, but I always just get a Christmas feeling, and I tend to rewatch them over Christmas if I happen snow, to have a lot of time snow off. Snow happens at Christmas. You can use my Disney Plus password for that. Uh, even, thank you. Snow though... does happen at Christmas, so yeah. Um, and you know, fun movies. Nothing to write home about. D two I mean. is D two is way better than D one. Plus the oh, hockey. Oh, D two is just the most amount of fun. The hockey in D two is slightly better. <laughs> I was talking about this at hockey the other day about how because uh, one of the guys is showing his kids the Mighty Ducks movies and he was watching he's like man can't use these for game film it is very very awful hockey <laughs> yeah for sure and I you guys aren't doing a lot hockey. of knuckle pucks no I'm not I, I have brought my lasso out in the ice but they tell me you can't use that <laughs> nice uh, yeah okay. fun movies and for some the reason best. for me uh, Christmas movies but definitely make me think of my childhood alright back to Kayla what are the movies that me and my siblings watched all the time. Michael Jackson aside, uh, was Free Willy. No oh, hell yeah! And no, I think I still really. En- I know it's so sad. He yeah, you know we won't go into that, but I think um, yeah, I think it, uh, Free Willy really solidify. I, I keep picking animal movies. But the whole idea of, you know, animals in captivity, and I oppose that very much. And just that end scene where he's jumping, even if it's fake, it's just very magical. Yep, I'll give you that. Free Willy's fantastic. Yeah, that was definitely one of my childhood watch over and over and over again movies. I got uh, got two. I got The Secret of Nim, because it makes me think of uh, my sister... And she was terrified of that thorn bush in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, Secret of Nim, that's one of the ones that we wore the videotape out. 
And then um, Star Wars is too easy of a pick because I did watch that a lot. Uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book was my number one Disney movie. Number one. That's solid. I love the Jungle Book. Yeah. It's got this. And like, I think unlike a lot of old Disney movies, you can watch the Jungle Book now, even the original one. And I think it holds up. Like it's got a lot of, um, when you listen to the music, it's got a lot of undertones of jazz. It's, It's really cool. Not that I know music styles. I just know this is jazz. Like, it sounds cool. So that made me sound like a bit of a douchebag there. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Kayla, you could go uh, You could go third, so I just don't keep talking myself into a hole. <laughs> okay. Um, so my, my first instinct was um, a goofy movie because I had a giant crush on Max. <laughs> <laughs> so Weird. Yes. Weird. That was... I know. I had a lot of crushes on... Uh, on fictional cartoon characters like aladdin jasmine jasmine was the bomb i love there you jasmine go see at least kid, yours yeah. wasn't a total liar uh so you know well whatever he was doing <laughs> anything he could for the woman he loved i think that's uh that's pretty romantic isn't it i, ap- I appreciate the Spin validation zone. on that Spin zone. Yeah. <laughs> but i think i have to instead no offense to max but i think i have to go with the original Jumanji. Oh, good choice. Solid yeah. Just because I think, I mean, it goes without saying, but I mean, the cast, the idea, it was, you know, back when we had original ideas for movies. Yeah. And Robin Williams was just so quality. And I think, you know, you look back and you, uh, you can pick apart the special effects and stuff, but it was pretty good for 1995. And no, it's awesome. Yeah, Jumanji's a great pick. So I think I, I think that that's solid. All right, Ryan, what's your final pick, buddy? Back to me, strong finish. Dolph Lundgren classic, Masters of the Universe. This I don't think I've is, ever uh, seen what? that. Oh, it what? is straight up bad? Oh, it's the He-Man movie. You guys haven't seen Masters of the Universe? No, I knew the he No. I got the He-Man reference, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's extremely bad. Um, It's not good. It, I would argue that it has extremely few redeeming qualities at all. I'm not I haven't seen it in so long that I'm not even sure that I would recommend watching it as a goof. But well I w- what I will say is that we had a VHS and I watched the shit out of it as a kid. Did they say by the power of Grayskull? Uh yeah, I believe he says it at one point. It's okay, a yeah. really fucking weird movie. See, I haven't it. seen it, but for some reason that made me think of Mystery Men, which I also think was something we all watched maybe, but yeah. also probably though, did not they're, age well. They're unrelated. I realize they're unrelated, but that's just what it made me think of. <laughs> when we were in high school, buddies were like on the football team. They were all picking what superheroes they would be. And like one buddy was Spider-Man and one buddy was Hulk. And I was like, oh, who would I be? And they called me Mr. Furious. <laughs> Fucking mystery, man. I was like, oh, this sucks. Hey, Tuck, uh, remember when I created a fake uh, Angry Bear Twitter account to make fun of you prior to that bachelor yeah, party that we went on? Yeah, that was a lot dude, of fun. That was like was, fun for like a month. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I used to have a problem with my temper. I don't anymore. Sure, we'll say that. <laughs> hey, thanks for the top three, Kayla. Good picks. Thank you. Thank you. Sounds like you had a normal childhood. You had well, uh, normal-ish. Like, I think about normal-ish, normal adjacent. Normal now, how are you adjacent. feeling? You feeling crispy? Yeah, are you feeling crispy? Because I've got a good crispy gem that is almost specifically just for Kayla. <gasps> I mean, other people will enjoy it as well, but Kayla said something earlier that I was like, well, I have the perfect crispy jam for this. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. All right, Ryan, you go. 
No, I think we should save my... I built it up so much, we should save it for the end. It's on a pedestal. I put it on a pedestal. What's your crispy gem? Wait, I'm first? Uh... Yeah, I'll go first. There's no pressure. Literally just name something you enjoy watching that other people might enjoy watching. Okay, so I actually watched this last night, um, and I thought that uh, my boyfriend had watched it with me, but he didn't, so I don't know who I watched it with before, so that's awkward. (laughs) Okay, it's called The To-Do List. It was released in 2013. It's got Aubrey Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah. Wait, have you both seen it? Yeah. Oh, man, that's not a crispy gem, then? No, No, I think a lot of people probably haven't seen it. I've watched too many movies. That's I've got a problem. Okay. Don't use us as your... Litmus test. Litmus test. Okay. Science. It is... (laughs) It's got a great cast. Uh, It's very feminist, which I appreciate. What is the plot? Could you use it quickly? Yeah, I can quickly go through that. So, uh, Aubrey Plaza plays a high school senior who's going off to college, and she has not experienced any sexual encounters in her life, and she realizes this is missing from my life. So she makes a to-do list. She scraps her college to-do list as, like, getting binders and shit. Uh, And she writes down things like French kissing and blowjob and dry humping. And the, um, you know, the whole accumulation of it is to have sex before she goes to college. Finger blasting. Yes, finger blasting, finger banging, or finger bamming. Blamming? Is there a difference? Bombing. Yeah, because the three female characters in it all have different names for it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, It is a really fun movie. It is. It is is good. And Andy Samberg is in it, and it's really cringy. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, Also, because, you know, Milo Notice is a thing also. (laughs) Yes, two crispy gems. Completely unrelated, totally separate crispy gem. There's no list in uh, Milo Notice? No, Milo and Otis not trying to fuck. No, 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 no. They are not trying to fuck. (laughs) What's a dog and a cat? What is this? What are you, an animal? Milo and Otis kid-friendly crispy gem, to-do list adults-only crispy gem. Cool cool kid-friendly. Cool kids only. Yeah, cool kids only. If the kid is friends with a cop, he can watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's legit. You gotta get the cop. No, to call yeah. Us, just can, what if I call my cop friend? Then can he watch to do list? No. It's, it's so good. Um, okay, I got a crispy gem. I ripped on Sam Worthington, and true to you pod- certainly did. True well to podcast deserved. form, I don't like really putting people down. We're a positive podcast. The world needs more positivity. So I'm gonna give you a crispy gem starring Sam Worthington. That's actually decent. Okay. It's uh, Manhunt Unabomber on Netflix. It's a TV show. It's a limited series or whatever. Came out huh. the same time as uh, Mindhunter, but it's only eight episodes. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's good. Like, it's an interesting- I'm a true crime person, so yeah. I'm Kayla going to watch that. true crime. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it's actually really well done. I watched it with uh, my, wa- my wife. My wife. Uh, Man, still funny nice. after all these years. So good. Best part oh, of 2020 no. is we can use those jokes now. Hell, yeah. Uh, See, no, I saw a meme. That said the worst part of 2020 is that- Yes. Back. Yes. <laughs> Changing the meme. Making it more positive. But, yeah, the uh, Manhunt Unabomber with Sam Worthington on Netflix is actually is actually really good. Okay. And he does a good job in it. Now I feel bad because you were talking about how the Tuck and Rolls podcast starts to be positive and I came in with all my hate. 
No, I think like. Oh no! Don't worry about it. I hate doing this podcast too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like Ryan was saying, I'm the John to his Garfield, which is kind of true because if John John turns that comic strip around, so yeah, I think that works. Garfield just hates Mondays. Have you ever seen Garfield without Garfield? No. What? It's just literally the comic strips Garfield, but Garfield and his speech bubbles removed, so it's mostly just John talking to himself. And yeah, it's really depressing, basically. (laughs) But it's interesting. Can you guys please do a podcast on mental health movies and just include John from Garfield? Man, I don't know if we're qualified. Like, I take mental health very seriously. Very seriously. Mental health is health, right? And like, I just feel like I'm too much of a, a dumb dipshit with my stupid jokes to like make i was i was sweating bullets the whole bechdel test episode that i was gonna put my foot in my mouth because like i'm a i'm a person who really tries to support everybody and 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 get across good representation and everything but also i talk before i think so i'm very likely to say something stupid i super appreciate that (laughs) yeah we both tend to use humor as a coping mechanism so when we make jokes it's like sometimes it's like ah we didn't mean to sound like assholes no, we're both people. The whole, this podcast supports everybody. That's what we do. But yeah, the, when um, I was uh when I was at work earlier today, my f- manager slash friend, uh, he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm supposed to do this podcast later. I'm feeling really anxious. I don't know why." And I was like, "Oh, right. I haven't taken my SSRI today." And then I took it, and it was all good, kind of. My uh my medication of choice is um vaporized and then in a can. <laughs> <laughs> that's healthy right those are healthy yeah, choices uh, with self-medicating no uh, these are the hey, jokes look, that we make that aren't appropriate right yes, like exactly. this is, what we're ex- talking this is about. exactly it i gotta yeah. i gotta give a crispy gem and kayla earlier you you alluded to the fact you're not a star wars person and then also surprisingly you're not a star trek person and uh, i gotta ask have you watched any star trek stuff yes um my dad is a big star trek fan so i watched stuff when i was growing up and then Ooh. I have watched like the new ones with your boy Chris Pine, the Kelvin uh, Universe. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. What I'm gonna recommend to you is Star Trek Discovery, which is okay. a series that Ooh. just started its third season mm, two, three weeks ago. Is that the and... one with uh, the awesome woman from Walking Dead? Yes. Um, something green. I think her last name is Green. Maybe which character does sure. she play in Walking Dead? Oh, I don't know, because I stopped watching Walking Dead before she was on it. Oh. Really? She was, like, the best part? Oh, I'm sure she was great, because she's a delight, but the show got extremely bad. Um, look, you guys are getting me <laughs> off topic. The reason Star Trek Discovery is great is, first and foremost, it is a fantastic sci-fi adventure. Like, if you like, sorry, Sonequa Martin-Green. I did have green in that last name. It's hyphenated, You did, though, yeah. So. Who's checking on MDB now? IMDb. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling a tuck. So look, um, <laughs> the, the, again, the reason why Star Trek Discovery is great is because it's super fun sci-fi done really well. And so if you like sci-fi and you like entertainment, it makes sense. But the other reason why it's so great is it does an extremely good job at representation. And that is a problem that's sorely lacking across Hollywood, whether it be movies or TV series. And they clearly make a point of saying, well, the whole thing about the Federation is it's the future and all these problems are not supposed to exist anymore, yet we have how many series where like almost everybody's a plain white dude, you know? So yeah. they do a much better job at approaching that representation. And uh, the show is amazing. So like, it's great. I recommend it. Nice. I think, Kayla, honestly, I think you would really enjoy it. All right. 
And Next. for our listeners, I believe it's CBS All Access. So I don't know if it's streaming on Amazon or Netflix, but CBS All Access is one of those things you need like a, a VPN. You got to pretend you're in the United States to watch. I will. Uh, I will defend Next Generation here a bit because they like both Picard. My mom's a big. Well, I'm not Picard putting fan. down. No, no, any, but they do. Know, they do a good Next job Gen. for the time that it came out, and that is the point of the Federation: is that it's like, hey, we're in whatever 2249 or whatever the year is that Kirk Star comes eight. around. We're uh, starting. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're all the same. We're all in the shit together. Yeah, no, that's a great crispy jammer, and I'm gonna check that out because I actually do like Star Trek. Not as much. As oh, Star it rules. Okay, Kayla, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Um, you're the literally the best guest we've ever had, and nobody could ever be better than you. Talk about doing it right. You know, yeah, that's, I that's a little bit. Too I much, feel Ryan. like you're too saying much? this, too and you say it to everyone, and then you cut it out before you release it. Honestly, at the end of last week's episode, I don't remember what we said to Matt at the end because he See, got, I feel like I haven't over. lived up to Matt now. Uh, no, you've exceeded Matt. Matt was just basically oh, was with Matt, we didn't learn anything new. Yeah. We just talked about things that we did 15 years ago. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we it was a reminiscing <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's scary how much we reminisce. That's why it was our spooktacular. But yeah, thank you, Kayla. It was a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to talking to you after 8.30 on Instagram when you're watching a movie again. Thank you. So, I will yeah. be asleep. Yes, Yeah, you will, you will be. Uh, Tuck, you know what we need to do? Because I was just going to sign off. I think we need to get um, some listener feedback. We need a nickname for the listeners. We need Tuck and Rollers? Oh, oh. that's something. That's something. But yeah. I think maybe the listeners should should pick it. Maybe let's yeah. let's get some listener feedback next let's week. Maybe it. we'll put it on yeah. Instagram. Ask you guys what you think your nickname should be, and then we'll put up. A, once we get a few good picks, we'll put up a poll, and you guys can vote. We got and some then, good you know, feedback Ed, on uh, how to do or what would you do if you had ten minutes. <laughs> One was boobies, and I was like, ah, oh, we're not making a lot of progress. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, Kayla, I can't believe you wrote that in. So yeah, <laughs> good joke, Kayla. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so okay, sorry. Thank I'm you. so anti-feminist. Thank you very much. To the thank TBD fans, the Tuck and Rollers for now. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and of course, uh, see you again next week. Unless, of course, we just uh, stop doing this forever. Yes, but in, quit. you know, we'll probably be back. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>